didn't see you there. And welcome to another edition of Midweek Moment with the Crenshaws. As always, I am Sanchez Crenshaw, and I'm joined by the most intelligent, beautiful, sexy, chocolate, goofy little woman that I know. What's going on, you guys? What's going on, family? What is going on? I am Angela Crenshaw. What is going on? It's my wife family. I'm trying not to laugh because a few minutes ago... Family. Before he said my whole cute little introduction, he said I was goofy. I number said goofy one. in the introduction too. You did goofy yes, I did. and getting on his nerves. You kind of are. <laughs> the podcast just started and you kind of is. You kind of is getting on my I, nerves. I've already. done nothing. I've done. You sure about that? I've done nothing. No. I, I, uh, okay. Go ahead. Do your house. <laughs> go do your housekeeping. We are not even forty seconds in yet. I'm just saying, you called me goofy and then said I was getting on your nerves. Yet you got on here and said how cute I am because I am. Thank you very much. But I'm just saying, it's hysterical. They both can exist at the same time. They can. My cuteness and my get on your nervousness. Your sexiness. And your get on my nerves can all exist on the same page. I like it. Okay. You think I'm goofy? Very much so. (laughs) Okay. Okay. No, no. For real. Go ahead. Do your housekeeping thing. Yeah. Is it okay? Just just do it. Am I allowed to? Yes. I wonder how many. Uh, family of uh, spouses right now is like either saying that same theme or holding it under their breath that their spouses get there. But I think everybody, if your spouse, I don't know, I might cause a divorce. Yeah, if your spouse is getting them. on your nerve, I think no. you should just be like, yo, you're getting on my nerves. Do it in a productive way, though. <laughs> What's I a, mean, okay, but you didn't do it in a productive way. way. What's a productive way? I mean, just don't. I mean, well, I really no productive way. I to don't do think saying you get just, on my nerves. Just okay. Here's my here's my advice on that though. <laughs> if you are going to tell your spouse that they're getting on your nerves, okay, just look them lovingly in the eyes first. Lovingly, lovingly. maybe caress the side of their face. Yeah, you know, brush the hair out of their eyes. Yeah, I don't have no hair, so you never. Well, okay, why you give them that way to do it? You don't do that way with me. You ain't brushing. You ain't caressing. Well, you, you just like, yo, babe, you really getting on my nerves right now. So why are we giving them this whole caress? Well, A, yeah. uh, my hair is longer than yours. <laughs> so we really can't. I can't brush the hair out of your eyes. This is true. This is true. Um, you don't have any eyebrows, so I can't, I can't brush those either. Coming for me, bruh. Coming. Yo, and he we came have, for me. And we've had this conversation long enough. <laughs> Well, you already know <laughs> that most of the time. Yeah, this is true. Okay. On those days that end in a Y. Yeah. At some point during that day, you've probably gotten on my nerves. Yeah, yeah. I'm more loving with it, though. Like, I'm, I'm more like, yeah. Do, do you want me to tell the family how you tell me? What do I say? Huh? Like, I mean, because, you know, you'll throw a curse in there. I do not, do not, do not. Your do favorite lines to call me a jerk. No, that I, I don't say you get on my nerve. I say you you have jerkish tendencies, and then when and I, then you really make me mad. I go, you're acting like a jerk. Yeah, no. When you really get mad at me, when I really push that button, you good for calling me a jackass. Well, yeah. Well, ooh, did we could we say that on the podcast? It's our podcast. It's in the Bible. Jackass is in the Bible. <laughs> oh, yeah, because sometimes you just. But anyway, don't follow. I don't think they need to follow Ali. I'm just saying. Well, don't follow know, Ali. Never mind. Matter of fact, scratch. Everything that we just said. I'm just throwing some pointers out there. And go ahead and do the housekeeping because I don't even know how we got here. Have we done the housekeeping yet? We have done none of it. Got you. Because I was was thinking about what you said and it kind of threw my whole chi off. But I'm back. I'm back. I feel good about it. Go ahead. All right, family. So for our new members of the family. (laughs) We feel sorry for you, but thank you. We welcome you. We are so happy that you're here. <laughs> we are. <laughs> however you found us, however you're listening to us, whether it's on iTunes, whether it's on Podbean, yes. whether it's on Spotify, yes. whether it's in Google Play, or if you come to our website at www.thecrenshawcorner.com mm-hmm. and you're listening to us via the website, we just thank you for having thank you found you us. Thank you so much, guys. We love you. For our returning family members. Come on, um, returning. You are glutton for punishment. <laughs> but we thank you for that. We thank you. We thank you for being a part of our journey. We thank you for being a part of what we do. Yes. Um, we consider ourselves an interactive podcast. What we that are. means is that we're on the social. Come on now. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, Facebook. We're on Twitter. We tweet. We tweet. We tweet. All under Crenshaw Corner. Come on now. And then we also have an email address. The Crenshaw Corner yeah. at gmail.com. Say the. I like Once again, it. The Crenshaw Corner at gmail.com. I think it's like the way you say it with your lips and your tongue is sexy, but let's move forward. Okay, wow. never mind. Never, sorry, guys. Wow. Sorry. Once again, today is a little awkward. It's an awkward Wednesday. It's an awkward Wednesday. It's an awkward Wednesday. <laughs> so, but before we get into it, okay. um, I do have one thing to say. Okay. I just want to clear up a common misconception. 
What's the misconception? And this actually has nothing to do with the topic that we're going to talk about. Nothing today. whatsoever. But I do have a common misconception. I don't even, I'm saying whatsoever. I don't even know what you're about yeah, to you say. Yeah, you don't even know what I'm about to say. Right, but go ahead. But, and, I, and I've personally been involved in these debates and these conversations. Okay. And so, here's what I want to clear up. People, family, there is only one proper way to prepare a bowl of cereal. There's what? only one. What? So, I don't care what you've been taught. I don't care what your I don't care what your parents taught you. What? I don't care what the school Wait, system whoa. taught you. I'm so I'm so set back right now. But go ahead. Okay. No. There is only because there's this thing that's going around the universe. Okay. Where there's, you know, there's more than one way to prepare a bowl of cereal, and that's so not true. Oh, now, uh, understand. Yeah. Okay. Uh. The, the way that I'm about to tell you how to prepare a bowl of cereal. Well, actually no. I'm going to tell you the the wrong way first. Oh. And if you're a person that prepares a bowl of cereal this way, you don't love the Lord the way you say you do. Are we praying for him? That's first of all. Um, <laughs> Wait, you, you I'm so, I'm so, I'm so sick. Okay, uh, let me hear. Okay, yeah. okay, baby, go ahead. So I, I'm not even going. I'm not again, even going to understand. Gonna be, if you ahead. do not prepare a bowl of cereal, okay, the way that I tell you, you should prepare it. If you do it in this particular manner, the way I'm about to say now. You don't love the Lord. So this is the wrong way. This is the wrong way. So let me see if I love the Lord. Go ahead. So I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm listening. You don't love the Lord. Okay, go ahead. I'm listening. You don't know the Lord. Oh, and you don't know the Lord. And you've never walked with the Lord. In the Lord. If you prepare a bowl of cereal this way. Okay, go ahead. If you uh-huh. pour the cereal in the bowl first uh-huh. and then the milk, you ain't saved. That's how I prepare my cereal. And I've told people for years that you don't love the Lord the way you say you do. <laughs> First of all, and this is proof. First of all, I, I do that because that's the way to be able to know how much milk. No, nope, see, see, you're I wrong. should pour in that nope, bowl. Nope, so you're wrong. So and you're because wrong. I don't want my, I don't want my cereal to be soggy. See, you're wrong. You're wrong. Bruh. See, I always knew you was raised wrong. <laughs> oh, you want to tell your mama that? I always knew you. Were, do you want to? Do you want to tell Silver May that? I always I'm knew. just asking. Do you want to tell her? You didn't get enough hugs. <laughs> Didn't nobody take no time with you as a child. Okay, whatever. I always knew that. Go ahead. So, so, so you think the proper way. Here is the proper oh, and Lord. only way mm. to prepare a bowl of cereal. Okay. This has been ordained by the Lord. Oh. His hands of grace and mercy oh. uh. has anointed this particular step. Go ahead, Mr. Crenshaw. Go ahead. To prepare a bowl of cereal correctly. Uh-huh. You must and only. Pour the milk in first, and then you ration your cereal within that milk. That is the only way to ensure the proper ratio of milk to cereal, and to make sure that your cereal. I promise you, I wish you guys could see my face. I don't. That's the only way. That's the only. So I have finally put this debate to rest. (laughs) No, you did, family. Anybody and everybody who's listening to this, please chime in. Please email yes. social. I don't care what you got to do to get to us. Please let him know that I am correct. No. And family, you what? Family, if you what? Love, if you love the Lord, what you're gonna say? No, 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 people. If you if you know the right way with the Lord, I'm gonna need you to let everybody know that it's cereal first. But go ahead. You don't love the Lord. I'm gonna pray for you tonight. Pray for me. Pray I'm for me. Lay hands. Lay hands, lay hands. Lay hands. All right, but that's actually not the topic. I just, I, wanted, I just wanted to First of all, I didn't even know. I don't even know what the topic is at this point because I don't even know. Go ahead. Go for it. Well, go. that was that was laid on my spirit. You know, that was. I wanted Was that all because I asked you earlier about the hamburger? Like, should no, the cheese go on the top no, or the actually, bottom when you prepare it? Actually, it had nothing to do with the hamburger. Did you? No, that was um, the Lord had laid on my spirit to set some people free. Oh, they were in bondage. Yeah, because this particular episode is about is about breaking chains. <laughs> is that what this? It's about breaking chains. Is that, oh, this about, just this part of the episode. It's about releasing. Mm. The family from bondage. Oh, you are a good person. And those who are putting cereal and then milk on bondage, they don't even know it. They don't, <laughs> they don't even realize it. They don't even realize it. That's how much de- that's how much deceived <laughs> they've been. Because they didn't get enough hugs as a child. Because no one took time with them. Right. To tell to them love them enough. And show them the proper way. Okay. I can preach that if I want to. You too, could, but, but don't. That's not the topic for the. That's the topic. It's not the topic. 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 Oh Lord, pray for me, y'all. This right here is a mess. So, this is a, but go ahead. I'm listening. So I'm, I'm un- listening. I'm actually unpack the actual. Unpack topic it. So, we have anyone who's following us, um, and if you're not, I don't know why you should be. Come on, come on. 
on, y'all. And if you're not caught up on our episodes, you need to be. Because you can go, go on to thecrenshawcorner.com and listen to like binge listen. Every episode. Binge listen, y'all. Come on now. I'm binge watching The Good Witch. We're not going to talk about that. It's a good little cute little show. We're not gonna talk about. That. I don't know why I got caught up. We're not gonna talk. But about okay, that. go ahead. Five I'm sorry. Five in the morning watching this. We're not gonna talk. About <laughs> I'm just saying say it's a cute little show. But go ahead. So here's the thing. So we've been in the last couple of episodes. We've been discussing expectation versus reality. Yes, we have. And how your expectations of a situation don't always necessarily match up to the reality of a situation. So I've done something recently that I haven't done in a very long time. Mm-hmm. I actually had a conversation with my mother. <laughs> I did, and we and we haven't actually had a real conversation, and I would almost say years. Like really, just sat down and talked, and really just talked and had a conversation. And I mean, y'all talk about surface stuff. Yeah, but, but actually, not like, but actually talk talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk. talk. I like that. when people say talk talk. Yeah, when you talk, say talk. it two times, does that mean it's serious? It's serious? real. It's real. It's real. Okay. It's like the, it's like the real real. Yeah, like okay, because like I was people real, like, I'm, no, we talk talk. I'm like, okay, yeah, what nah, opposed to just talking? As opposed to that fake talk. As it's supposed to talk. So your first talk, if you say t- we talk one time, it's fake. Yeah, if you just, but if you talk if you, talk, if you just talked, you just hit surface stuff. You okay, just, you just talked about the weather. You know, you just talked about you know what you was watching on TV. Okay, but when you talk talk, but when you talk talk, talk talk, you get into emotional death. Ooh, uh-huh. a what? Death. Death. Okay. Emotional death. I when thought it was death, but you know, death. Okay, carry on. See, once again, you ain't educated either. I'm not educated. Go this ahead. Crazy. Go ahead. You scholar. Way, it's because the way you do your cereals. Because yeah. the way you do your cereals. <laughs> go ahead. But go ahead, Mister Crenshaw. Here we go. So, but in that conversation, um, I had an epiphany. Mm-hmm. I had this Oprah Rick call. I had an aha moment. Okay. And I realized that a good chunk of my childhood, mm-hmm. the way I remember it, mm-hmm. didn't actually happen that way. Nope. So I've been lying to myself for years right. about how I thought my childhood was. Your reality versus your expectation. Exactly. <laughs> so, and that led me down a rabbit hole. And anybody anybody who's listening to us for any point in time knows. Lord knows we go. Family, we're really good about going down a rabbit yeah. hole. But I went down my own personal rabbit hole with mm-hmm. that, and then I started thinking, okay, so what was my mother's expectation of raising me? Yeah, compared to the reality of who she raised, of who she, she actually raised. raised, and that will give you that will also show you the outcome and the responses that she had to you yeah. as a child. Because what made me laugh when you as you've been talking to your mother, because for a long time, if I can just be honest, be honest. you thought that you and your mother just butted heads and she didn't like you because you looked like your daddy. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I thought for the longest time, my mother was mean to me just because simply I looked like the man that's 50% of my DNA, which is not my fault. Mm-hmm. But I and they weren't together anymore. And they weren't together, together yeah. anymore. Um, family, so a little bit behind the curtain. My biological parents divorced when I was four years of age. Mm-hmm. So, and I think I mentioned this before, but so I was only in my biological parents, both of them home, until I was four. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I became, you know, the product of a single parent. Mm-hmm. And then my father did his part in and out, more out than in. But that's that's not here nor there right mm-hmm. now. So I always thought because I looked like him and I had his mannerisms, mm-hmm. manner, mannerisms, mannerisms. I, I like say, it. I like it. I like it. That you know, I caught a lot of flack mm-hmm. um, from her simply because you know of what he did, how he treated her, the things that happened. I was a reminder of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought a lot of the times that a lot of the what I was catching from her had nothing to do with me. Right. Until I had this conversation with her recently, and which made me go back and examine. My childhood, not from my perspective, mm-hmm. but the reality of the situation. Right. And then I realized, no, I deserve some of the stuff she gave yeah, me. Yeah, No, no, I'm not going to say something. I deserved a lot of what she gave me. Yeah. Because, but did sorry, you, let me ask you a question. I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you realize that as she was telling her truth, that her truth as you went back in your mind was actually the truth though? Like, did you be like, dang, she right. Yeah. And from her perspective as well though. Yeah, because once I actually start listening to her, uh-huh. and once I took my, I did the hardest thing that some people are not able to do, mm-hmm. and it took me, I'm not saying I'm perfect, it took me a long time to get to this point. All up I, in your 40s. Yeah. <laughs> but I had to bring myself out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Even though it was a situation that involved me, Right. I had to bring myself out of it and look at it from a different perspective. 
look at it through, and we've said it before, you have to look at situation through different lenses. Yeah. And looking at that situation through the, through a different lens, actually opening up myself to hear her truth. Right, right, right. And actually hear what type of kid I was. Right. I wasn't easy to raise. And the funny part about once we talked about it and I asked you if that was one of your sons doing what you did to your mother, you were like, oh. I would have uh-uh. put him out. Yeah. I would have put him out. <laughs> I would've, he would have he came home with a locks changed. <laughs> His, his little bit of stuff that he might have bought because he wasn't getting nothing I paid for. I was like, and we got three sons, guys, so yeah, we, we talk about any one, of them, any one of them. Any one of them. He, we talked about, I was like, well, babe, if that would have been one of your sons, he would have like, oh, he was like, oh, they would have been out. They would have been, mm-mm, clothes all on the porch. Oh, yeah. Look, all like on the said, porch. The little bit Locks of clothes. Changed. The little bit of clothes that they purchased because <laughs> nothing that my money paid for. <laughs> They're not going to take it. And, okay, so. Kind of let you on a little secret of, of who I was coming up. Right. So I've always been, and once again, I'm not saying this to sound more than I am, but I've always been advanced for my age. Mm-hmm. As far as my thought process, as far as how I looked at things, I've always been inquisitive. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to know the why behind things. Right, right. And growing up and growing up in a household where as a child you're seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. Wanting to know the why behind things, mm-hmm. it's not a good not combination. A good it's not a good look. It's not a so good look. So I got bored easy, mm-hmm. which a child that's inquisitive that gets bored easy mm-hmm. is not a good combination. Come on, parents. Y'all know what we're talking about if you got one of them babies. Yeah, Lord have mercy. I was good for taking stuff apart. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I did. Like, I would take the vacuum apart. I would take the, my radio. I would take, like, I had remote control cars and radios and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I would take that stuff apart because uh-huh. I just wanted to know how it worked. Right. Now, most of the, some of the times, I didn't know how to put it back together. But you took it apart. But I took it apart. Felt good about it. I did stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, oh, man. I did stuff like, okay. Now, understanding my background and my raising, mm-hmm. I'm the product of, I'm not a preacher's kid, mm-hmm. but I'm a preacher's grandkid. Mm-hmm. So my grandfather was a Baptist minister, old Southern Baptist minister. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at the height of his ministry, he was preaching, you know, before, and this was long before connected campuses and long uh-huh. before, you know, we got technology to do churches, you know, where your pastor, you may say your pastor, this is your pastor, but you're in one state and he's in another, mm-hmm. but you, you listen to the sermons every, every week. Right. My grandfather was preaching at four different churches at, at one time mm-hmm. in four different cities. Wow. So he would, you know, he would start at one Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, so typically what he did was like the first and second Sunday, he was at one, first and third, he was at one church, uh-huh. the second and fourth, he was at another church. Uh-huh. It was like that. And then like, if there was a fifth Sunday, like all the churches would come together. Right. So, but he would bounce from church to church. Right. Different cities. Right. You know, this is New New King James, <laughs> you know, this is the D's and the Dials, this is what I was raised with. Yeah, that's what you are, the King James Version, but we're yeah. not going to keep discussing this. So, I, the message Bible. so one random day. My grandmother and I were sitting down, we're watching, I think it might have been Perry Mason. Uh-huh. And out the blue, I asked her, I was like, Grandma, let me ask you a question. She's like, Chaz what? Because she had she knew something crazy was going to come. <laughs> she knew what the chairs what. Uh-huh. I said, so when when you were having kids, was Granddaddy in the delivery room with you? And she just looked at me crazy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because you don't ask your grandmother <laughs> about birthing her kids and if my grandfather was but these are the kind of questions I had mm-hmm. like I'll never forget like I got the taste and maybe I, well you can't call CPS no more because this is, this is statue of limitations you're in the 40s yeah I'm in my 40s so like I remember one random it was one random Sunday my mom was in the kitchen cooking this was the height of this was like the mid late 80s this mm-hmm. was, Madonna was the big thing then mm-hmm. this is when she was her first got into acting mm-hmm. it was her first movie she had did Des- right. Desperately Seeking Susan oh you took it back bro yeah so for my old heads you would know what I'm talking about if you don't google it it's actually a pretty good movie right but so I was watching this movie like a, like a version her, like a version days that's right and that was her song name <laughs> like a virgin like that a was virgin her song days, man so I was just half finished watching the movie. My brother and I were playing in the den. Mom was in the kitchen cooking. She already kind of had an attitude because it was Sunday. She was tired. She worked two jobs. Right. So after the movie was off, you know, she came in there. I was playing with my toys and real callous and out of the blue. I was like, Mom, before you actually, because was, she was with her second husband at the time, David. So I was like, before you and David got together, were you a virgin? <laughs> <laughs> I got the taste slapped out of my mouth. <laughs> Can we say that though? What? Do people even know what got the taste slapped out your mouth? 
I think I think the family know. The family know. The family know. I, I go ahead. They, go ahead. I think they can put it together. I think they can put it together. <laughs> so, and it's simply because in my mind, mm-hmm. I equated mm-hmm. being a virgin uh-huh. to being single. Yeah. But this is how my mind worked at mm-hmm. a very young age. You know, I had to figure out the next step and the next thing. Yeah. So, like I said, so I asked her, was she a virgin? Mm-hmm. Didn't go well. That didn't go well. Didn't go well at all. Not understanding that virgin did not mean single. Right. Had a different meaning to it. <laughs> a whole different tone. A whole different tone. <laughs> so, but these are the type of questions. Mm-hmm. And these are the type of things I wanted to know at a very young age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as I got older as a teenager, mm-hmm. you know, my, my whole scenario in life flipped. Jeez. So, there was whole buckets of time through my teenage years. Well, my mother had no idea where I was. Yeah, them two and three days not coming home crap. Yeah, it was actually, it started like two or three days. Mm. And then it ended up being like weeks at a time. Yeah. Or the fact, I was laughing. I was like, who cut school in middle school? And you told me that you cut school. Yeah, I started cutting school in middle school. Who cut school in middle, where you going? Where where are you in middle school, people? Where do you go? And 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 you don't have that much freedom in middle school like you do in high school. I'm like, I was like, Sanchez, where you going? Like, there's nothing to do. That didn't make no sense. I had places to be. So, like I said, so, but, okay. And then also what frustrated my mom so much it's because, once again, not bragging, but God has always blessed me with a particular with a particular mind. Right. So things come very easy to me. Mm-hmm. So I was the type of student where I literally would not study. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I barely applied myself, mm-hmm. and I could I could hold a C average with no problem, like no effort. Just come to class, take the test. Just go home. come to class, take the test, go home. Uh-huh. And I've missed like three like three or four days of that class mm-hmm. that week. You and know, you don't study. Very minimal on studying, just kind of paying attention in class, using context clues to put A and B together, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I skated by. Mm-hmm. Where if I truly applied myself, I would I could have easily have been a straight A student with no problem. Not the could have, should have. Yeah, I should have been a straight A student with no problem because that's the way my mind worked. Right. And so that was a frustration with her as well mm-hmm. because she saw all this potential in me. All this greatness in me that I never saw in myself, that I did not see in myself. Right. And so, therefore, I always lived so far underneath my underneath potential. potential. And, yeah, so, I, like I said, when I go back and when I really look at it, and I look at it through her eyes, and I look at it through a different prism, I can see why she was aggravated with me so much. It, it had nothing to do with my father. It had everything to do with me. See, this is the thing. I'll... <laughs> For me, I just, I, I didn't even look at it that way. I looked at it more so for me where what my mother expected. Okay. I felt, I feel, because when, after you did that, I kind of, we talked about it before I know we were going to talk about it live. Right. But anyway, um, you always throwing, throwing something out there that I don't want to talk about. I felt like it was a good topic. But I kind of felt sorry for my mom because I think what she expected, because, you know, when you have a daughter. We have a cute little daughter, cute little daughter. Me and my mom, she's a dress us alike. Right. She used to just do little stuff or whatever cases. And, and anybody who's listening, you know, me and my mom, anybody who knows us, me and my mom has had a very rocky relationship yeah. for years. So now, I mean, I think we're getting stronger now that I'm getting older. And I'm like you going back and remembering what kind of child she raised. Because I really believe that me and my mother bumped heads all the time. It wasn't anything about my me looking like my dad or whatever. No, nah, even though you look just like him. You got that brown head and everything. <laughs> but I just thought that we just bump heads because she just didn't like me. She didn't, or she didn't care for me much, or maybe she just didn't want a daughter. Right. I, that's how I always felt. And so, but when I went back over my life, you know how you be wanting to preach that when sermon, I look back, back over, over my, my life. life. Yes. And, um, and I think, over. Lord, I don't even want to think them over. And <laughs> and I thought about it, and I was talking to you the other day about it. And remember, I was like, I felt sorry for her yeah, because oh I, Sylvia. Oh Lord, I just so many apologies because what she probably expected to have was she's going to have a beautiful daughter. They were going to dress alike, like she's, she's like gonna have a girly girl. She's going to have a girly girl, girl, and she wound up with this tomboy daughter. She would give me these dolls, and she would be so excited, like a busy Lizzie. Y'all look it up. I'm old, old school, <laughs> busy Lizzie, and I just pop busy Lizzie little head off. Yeah, because the the crazy part is though, and anyone who knows Silver May understands, she is not a woman to be trifled with. No, she's not. She is not even even in her season years. She's something special. She is y'all. not a woman to be trifled with. Lord Jesus, but she's very ladylike. 
Yeah. Mommy is very late she alike. Is. She's very she's almost prissy. Yeah, she wanna have on suits and stockings yeah. and, and, and everything and, gotta coordinate just right and And then she got and then she had me. And then she got a tomboy. And I who was, just want to have on some Air Maxes. Yeah, and some sweatsuits. <laughs> and and I felt bad. I, I didn't play with dolls. I did not play games. Right. I I she hated the fact that I would be outside um hanging with boys and that I would play um what do you call it? Um manhunt. So I would play manhunt. For our for our listeners who are not from up north. <laughs> Quick, quick definition was manhunt. Well, the manhunt that we played was you. Everybody's kind of like almost like hide and go seek, and you just hide and go seek, and you had this one, and you would go find each other, and whoever found each other, we beat you up. So if I found you, I beat you up, and then you were out. So I don't know what manhunt y'all played <laughs> in the south, um, but for me, it, in 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 Lafayette Gardens in Brooklyn, you 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 hid, you so, got found, you got beat up. So. Mommy's little girl is out with the dudes playing. Yeah, I'm out. Hunt. I'm out with the Got dudes you. playing manhunt. Um, I'm. I never cut school ever. Cut school. I tried. No, I won't say ever. I there was an exception one time. I tried and told on myself, so that didn't work well. So I went back to school. I got nervous, so I right. went back to school. So I really didn't cut school. Um, I fought in school a lot. My mother came up to the school a whole lot for me fighting. I fought more boys than girls. I felt that girls were really not qualified <laughs> to fight me. <laughs> I really felt Hold that on. girls were not qualified. Did you say? Did you say they weren't qualified? They weren't qualified. They had a weight. They up? had a weight up, and because I was raised from dudes, I was raised. My whole family is dominated by men, right? And so I only have fought with dudes. And I would tell girls, "This is not what you want for your life. It's not the fight you I'm want." Because I'm fight. I'm not pulling hair. I am straight up boxing you out. I'm straight. And then when I finish, if you fall by mistake, I'm gonna stomp you out. So y'all don't judge me. I've been saved. Thank y'all. The Lord has did well with me. But in middle I, school, I skipped school for almost a month one time see it's that crazy you don't feel sorry for your mom though i do like because you because we always thought and this is just me and sanchez we always thought we always have this very rough and rocky relationship with our parents we do and so we really thought that it was them but to come to find out if i had raised me if my daughter right now oh she's such a blessing my god i've been blessed was doing what i did to my mom no me uh uh-uh, no 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 choke her out yeah. We had a funeral, ashes blown in the wind because I truly was a lot. I I, I, I fought a lot in school, um, got um, detained by the police for disorderly conduct, fighting outside. Yeah, that was, I, <laughs> oh yeah, that was yeah. a few times. Yeah, you where, just. Yeah, the police brought me home. Yeah, you just, you, you're like, yo, like. What what little girl? Can you calm down? I got pregnant very early in the game. Right. Um. I call it the game. I got pregnant when I was sixteen. Um. And not only that, I was supposed to be going to Spelman. I got a, a scholarship for Shaw University. Um. Didn't do any of that. She and I was a straight A. Like I'm not like Sanchez with a scholar accent. I had to study, but I have always been a straight A student. My intellect was ridiculous, and she would go up to these schools and they'd be like, "But she's so intelligent." And my mother could not figure me out, and I. Was was a talker backer. You still a talker backer. Yeah, I was a talker backer. You still, you still. I be wanting to take the batteries out sometimes. <laughs> and you she would say one thing, and, and I was the debate. I was in college. I was, I, and when I went to college, I was on the debate team because I've been debating for so long. So I felt bad for my mother because I think the expectation that she had of what she had gave birth to, to what she and the reality raised. of yeah. what she was raising and what she had was not so I could see her being a little angry, being a little mad about I, it. Yeah, because I can see that too because I were, there was many a times where she went to bed and I, I was in the house when she went to bed. Mm-hmm. But I soon left. Yeah. And then I was gone because as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, because we're blessed when it comes to our kids. You we know? Are, oh, my. The four, when I tell you they're amazing, oh, yeah, good God have, almighty, Lord, now, Lord. Of course, Lord. they're now, not perfect. They made their mistakes, but they're, they're, they're on the road they need to be on. But compared to us? Compared to us. And please. When I, when I think about because <laughs> even to this day, you know, and we've said it before, we got kids, we got our older kids in, our, in their 30s. You know, our youngest son is in his mid-20s. Our youngest daughter is, is about to be in her mid-20s. So they're all adults. 23 all, on the 24th. Yeah, they're all month. doing their thing. And even to this day, we know where our kids at yes. pretty much at all times. Seriously, y'all. We can literally, we can put our hands on our kids at any moment, any time that we need to, no matter what. And yeah. I, I, I think about that, and they're adults. 
Yeah. You know, I think about that as your teenager because when I started when I started my life that way, mm-hmm. I was a teenager. Yeah. I was 13, 14, 15, yeah. 16. Yeah, I know. And I was too. Disappearing and literally disappearing for days at a time. And her not knowing where you where are. Where she literally had no clue where I was. Yeah. And she and this was before cell phones. No, but this before the little cell phone. Yeah, this is before everything. This old pay this phone. This is before all kindergartners had cell phones and all that. <laughs> You know, so it wasn't like she could just pick up the, the cell phone and call me. It was nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, where she would have to just drive around, drive around, or just try to hunt down my particular set of friends until she found me. Yeah. And this is and this is what I did. So when I look at it, like, no, the reality, the expectations of what she thought mm-hmm. she was going to raise was no, it did not line up with the actual reality of what she yeah. was raising. And I think the expectation that regardless of what we did, they should not be angry. They should not be mad. They should accept it. They shouldn't be all like wanting to throw you out the house is ridiculous. Because I'm trying to figure out to this day why she didn't throw me out. Yeah. Yeah. She sh- every right. Yeah. My mother had every right to put me out. Yeah. My mom said two grown women could live in the house and I had to go. Right. Cause, and, and the crazy, I remember be, I was so hurt for so many years about that, that she told me I had to remove myself from her home right? because, um, people like, but girl, you was a straight A student. You was a good, you was always there for your, but my mouth, my, yeah. my, my mouth, my demeanor, my actions was so disrespectful. And, and one thing for Silver May, uh, for this particular daughter with disrespect, wasn't the name of the game for her. Right. And so it was crazy because I blamed her even as I'm talking to you right now. Cause if you guys know anything about us, the majority of times that we do this, this is our therapy session. It's our therapy session. It's our therapy session. And as I think about it now, you know, and she made a lot of mistakes, you know. And again, if anybody knows, my my mom, my parents were um, alcoholics and, and were on drugs until so they had a disease. But when she cleaned herself up, I still didn't want to give her the respect that was due right. because she always tried. She always tried. And it's not that I, it was just bad, but I always harped on what she didn't do and my expectation of what she should have did as a mother, yeah. not expecting what I should have done in the reality as a, as a child, who she was raising. My reality was very skewed. Cause I thought I was perfect. I was an A student. I do this. I do that. Not understanding that I was a hustler. I hustled in the street. I, you know, as time went on and when I left her home, I never came back. It's, I think I left her when I was 16, 17 years old, um, never came back. And I just kind of did my thing, but every now and then she would still try to input her motherhood. And yeah. I would be like, first of all, I'm grown, you know, just being very disrespectful. And yeah, I should have been punched in the mouth on minty, occasions because god bless my dad because he yeah. was so sweet and it, it's amazing because and now that you say that because i've always said you know we've we, my wife and i've personally have had these conversations mm-hmm. um in the past and i've always said i was not disrespectful to my mother mm-hmm. you know because she my wife has said this to me before when i said no I, I wasn't disrespectful i didn't talk back you know linda didn't play that you know she's the type of mother you know you say something out the way to her she gonna punch you in the mouth right you know she was that person right you know i always i tell everybody now my mother has a bad back now because my mother threw a 32 inch television at my father Mm -hmm. and these are not these little these little prissy flat screens these are the old big body tvs all the time that she threw you over the couch because you because you was playing too much yeah no okay we've mentioned that before let me tell that story real quick (laughs) so growing up my mother was a huge this was during the the time of the bad boys of um, the Pistons, Detroit mm-hmm. Pistons, the Bad Boys. Uh huh. This was Joe Dumars. This was Isaiah Thomas. This was Dennis Rodman before he became, you know, the everything he was. But Dennis Rodman, you know, Bill Lambeer. It was that team, right? And she was a huge fan, right? And I think that if I'm not mistaken, they were playing the Lakers one one Sunday, and I was talking junk because they were losing. Mm-hmm. And she told me, "Boy, stop it. Leave me alone." Right. And I kept egging on. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know. I went flying over the couch. Yeah, that's the couch. Literally, like I didn't. I cleared it because she had grabbed me <laughs> by the back of my neck and pants just tossed me. Yeah, that's that. That's yeah. Linda. That's Linda. That's her. That's but Linda. As I was going, as I was saying, you know, I would always say you know, I was never disrespectful. I didn't talk back. I didn't. But you were. But I was because but of my were. actions. That's my right. My actions was very disrespectful. At I want to say thirteen or fourteen years old. Might have been fourteen. My mother had to come pick me up from the police station for Grand Theft Auto because mm-hmm. I was in a stolen car right. that I had wrecked. Right. So, I mean, and this is, so yeah, I was very, I, even though I didn't verbalize it, right. my actions was very 
disrespectful to her. Yeah, I think we lived in a fantasy uh, of and not a reality, right? Yeah. I, it was a fantasy of I was this good kid. I only did this, but I only did this, but I only did this, but. And so I don't think I, the way she treated me to what my mom and dad said to me, I don't think it it took all of that. But when you sit down and think about it after you've raised your own kids, you'd be like, that's all they did. I'm like, when I think about my mouth, my attitude, who I was, what I did, how I handled it, hustle industry and all of that. That's all my parents did. You know, yeah. like you'd be like, is that it? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it I, she could have, she, she should have done she, so she much more. Both of them pop. And my dad was very calm, cool and collected. He, he going to sit and kick it with you for a minute. Now, if you get to out, he's, he's never been a layer Hannah. He, I don't yeah, know. Man. I don't think he ever had to with me. You know, nah. to be honest, Pop was, my mom was a layer handle, but Pop wasn't, I don't think he really had to. There was something about him and his demeanor that knew that if he said something, it was worse than him laying his, because I never yeah. wanted him to be disappointed or That's angry with me. You never wanted him to be disappointed. I never wanted him, and God bless him, you know, he's, he's it's been almost six years. He's, yeah, yeah it's been five years. Five, um, six years. Um, love him and everything about him, but even the, you know, the audacity to do this to them, the audacity, the way I handled things and, and thought that it was okay. And so I wonder if you guys are out there, call your parents and, and, and see, and, and find out what is your, what was the expectation for you as a child versus the reality of what they got? Because I I think that's, I think what we've had conversations because we do the free fall with our kids and the expectation. One thing my daughter always tells me is she's always nervous to tell you. Yeah. Um, that she'll about tell you anything. she'll tell she me tell anything, me but she won't tell her dad because she never want him to be disappointed or aggravated or frustrated. Like she wants, she know he has, she has, this, he has this thought of her, and so now she's going to be twenty three. She very rarely tell him if she's dating or not. She just don't want him to have any thought process about her in any area. Um, and I have to tell her, no, you have to talk to your dad because. His expectation, his reality, whatever it is, you have to give him the real, real, as you say, yeah. not not the fake you, the real, real. And I just like I be one to just apologize to my parents on a regular, <laughs> on a yeah, random I regular mean, day. Like, Seriously, really like, like wow. Just send my mother some flowers and a and a yeah. And a, I'm sorry, God, and a please forgive me, God. Yeah, because like, it's real. It's real. When I when I look back on it. And no, she was not perfect. Yes, she made her mistakes. Yeah, they all did. But I didn't help the situation. Right. You know, because in knowing what I knew, knowing her upbringing, how she was raised, knowing the things she went through. Right. um, The things my father put her through, the things, bad decisions on her part. Right. um, Because she's made some bad decisions. Right. We all have. I know my parents have. You know, the bad decisions and what that brought. And then, you know, the death of my brother, you know, and what that brought. Right. And then the fact that I didn't help the situation. Right. Because, aha moment, I was very selfish as a child, as mm-hmm. a as a as a child, as a teenager, as an adolescent, mm-hmm. I was very selfish mm-hmm. because I was only thinking about what I was going through. Right. You know, what well, I'm hurting. You know, I lost my brother. Right. Not really understanding. Yes, I lost my brother, but she, she lost a son. son. Yeah. You know, she had to bury a son. Yeah. And now she already lost one kid. Mm-hmm. And now this kid, the one that had so much potential, mm-hmm. the one that could, could literally do anything in this world that they wanted to right. do. Right. Is out here being crazy. And and literally can lose him too. Yeah, because I, I was in the street. Yeah, you were in the street. I was in I was in the street. I think one of the funniest things that you ever told me was the fact that you had came home from one of your two or three days and she had the whole prayer team in there oh, praying, man. laying she hands did. on when you came to the door yeah. throwing oil. My my room <laughs> door and, and um my door frame stayed oily, and my doorknob stayed oily, and I got I just randomly got slapped in the forehead with some with my some, God. With some anoint the man of God. Oil. Come on! But that's the one thing. No matter what, she always Please. prayed for me. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. She never yeah. stopped praying Pray. for yes. me. She never, and that's the one thing. And I I need to call her and thank her for that. But my mother never gave up on me. Never, even though I gave her every reason Isn't to. You? I gave her. Every avenue to do gave it. I gave her, her back out. Not talking to her. Yeah, I mean, staying angry with her, staying yeah. mad at her. And she never turned her back on me. She never deserted me. She always, no matter what, no matter what I did, right. she was always there. Yeah, I think, too, for Sylvia, like, I can talk a lot of junk, um, but when I was younger, I had two of the greatest women 
um, helped me, besides my best friend, Cookie, helped me also um, raise the kids. Because, right. like, no matter what, while I worked and went to college, my kids were safe. They went to my mother's house. Whether me and her got along or not, she never closed the door to her grandkids. And they, I, I would go to college, and I was in college, and I was working, and they would come. They, the school was right across the street from her house, and those kids would come. My babies would come across the street with Grandma Helen as well. My, oh, my grandmother. Oh, I miss my, my grandma. I miss my, my oh, Helen. I miss my Helen. Um, and they would come, and I knew they were safe. I never had to think about it when my when it came to school with my kids when they before we moved to North Carolina because they had a place to go. They went to their grandmother's house and they stayed there until I came from work and I would get them and I would and I would take them home. Right. You know, she never closed the door. No matter how crazy I was or call myself not speaking to her or not because she has always had her door open and available to me. Even when I moved out as a teenager, I remember her and my dad coming and putting down um uh carpet on the floor bought the bunk beds for the kids and so those are aha moments for me but here's the crazy thing as i'm saying what i'm saying about the expectation and reality just recently me and our older son mm -hmm. had a conversation and he said to me, because also he had a grandma jesse who would open the same thing like would, would be there for them right. and i we had this dispute and the dispute was that I didn't raise him. His grandmamas raised him. <laughs> and I was like, hold the heck up. Excuse me. He was like, Mom, you didn't raise me. My grandparents raised my grandma. Now, I've never left his sight. <laughs> I would go to work, go to school, and pick him up and take him home, and he would be in my house. We, we used to hang out together. We went to We did all kind of things together. I've always been this parent um, that we always, like, we've been parents that do things with our kids. Right. We, even if they Whether hated they hate it, it or not. we do things with our children. So when he said that, I was almost offended and hurt by it because I'm like, boy, do you know how much? It takes to be a parent and what I did. You just happened to go to your grandparents' house and be there while I work and go to school. And I'm working hard for you. And it was kind of like almost like, really? But his reality for his expectation, I'll say his expectation right. for a parent is someone that's going to be there all the time, um, helping with his homework, which his grandparents did, um, have, have dinner ready for him, which his grandparents did. So for him, that was raising him where the reality of the situation was totally different. I am working for our children. We are going to school for our children, right. trying to better ourselves for, for our, our children. children, doing everything we can for our children. And his grandmom and them get all the credit. Get all the credit. And to this day, y'all don't understand. Them boys, these grandkids, love their grandmama. Love grandmama. Yeah. Like them grandmothers, oh, it's a serious game. I, one, one of them told me they love grandma more than they love me. Yeah. But you know what, though? <laughs> the crazy part about it is that before I had my aha moment, mm -hmm. that would have been the exact same conversation that I would have had with my mother. Really? That my grandparents raised me. Wow. That even though she was, even though she kept a roof over our heads, even though she busted her behind working two jobs so the majority of my life mm -hmm. to ensure that we had what we needed to make sure that we were there. Yeah. Could she be there for after school activities? No, because she had a second job. Could right. she be there for school functions and PTA meetings? No, because she was always working a second job right. to make sure that we right, were provided right. for. Right. So I would have that same conversation. Ooh. My mother, my mother didn't raise me. My grandparents raised me. And you would have just break our heart because I would because it's a because it's an untruth. It's an untruth. It's it's a it's a strange place to be in because it's it's my truth, but it's not the truth. Truth, right? Which is a strange place to be in. And it's my reality versus their reality. Yeah, versus it's it's my it's my version of reality. Right. Versus actual reality right because the actual reality mm -hmm. is that my mother was a great mother yeah the actual reality is that yeah, my mother was. did everything that she knew how to do right and but what she got with what she got with what the kid that she i think we need to explain that and say that too babe she did the best that she could do with the kid that she got because there was no manual to raise sanchez and angela crenshaw none it was i don't even think a manual would have did it justice none that seriously was none seriously i was I was not a typical kid. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I mean, okay, like, I did, I did, I was so smart and dumb at the same time. Mm -hmm. Because I, because I, okay, I stayed injured. Mm -hmm. Because of my own doing. Right. I used to do stuff like, 
my grandparents' yard, they had these beautiful, massive oak trees mm-hmm. in their front yard. Right. And all my wisdom as a child, I decided, let me run across my grandparents' yard at full sprint <laughs> with my eyes closed. closed. I know you told me. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> So I am. And how'd that work for so you? So I take off, uh-huh. full sprint, uh-huh. running through my grandparents' uh-huh. yard, eyes closed, uh-huh. and I knew I was on a straight line, <laughs> but I wasn't on a straight line. Uh-huh. And the way I found out I wasn't on a straight line is that I ran smack dab into that oak tree. <laughs> At Who won full that? sports. At full did, force. Did you win the oak tree? I just that oak to tree did. Okay, great, great, great. I hit the oak tree so hard. Oh my god! I literally knocked some bark off the tree. Oh. And I had this massive softball size knot. Yes. In the dead center of my forehead. Yes. This is the kind of stuff I did. I I stayed coming in the house with a contusion. Because you, I think that. My expectation, and which is crazy to have expectation of what a parent should be if you a child. So I guess my expectation come from looking at everybody else yeah. and what everybody else's parent is doing, not understanding that what's the good for what's happening in this in house. This and again, not saying that um, my mom and dad were perfect, not saying that they were on point, not saying that everything they did was right because some of their stuff was half crazy. But what I do believe is I can't say too much because when we talk to our kids, their rendition all of they, us. All they ever had was hot dogs. Right. They said, well, we feel with hot dogs and um hamburger helper. Hot dogs, hamburger helper, and low, so budget, and yeah, low budget cereal. And low budget cereal. That's what they said we did. And we're looking at them like, who? What? How? Y'all took full course meals to school. Right. For lunch. For lunch. So who, what, when, and where? But again, expectation versus reality and fantasy. And fantasy. And fantasy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, you know, shout out to our parents. So, you know, shout out to our parents, yeah. man. Seriously, bless and, your heart. And for the parents that are listening um, in the part of the family. You're doing better than you think. Yeah, I want you to sit back just for a moment. And I want you to see if the expectation of your kids mm-hmm. and the reality of your kids, is it the same? Right. Because it's a dangerous thing with that. Because yeah. just like a child will look at their parents and have the wrong expectations mm-hmm. of what they think a parent should be. Mm-hmm. A lot of times as parents, we do the same. Yeah. We will look at our kids and we would say, it's a couple of different things we do. Mm-hmm. We put our own thought process on them and say, yeah. well, if I was if I was their age or if right. I was in this situation. Right. Because nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. your child situation in your mind is better than the situation you grew up in. Right. Because as a parent, that's always that's what we always want to do. We always want to make sure that our kid has more than what we had. Yeah, yeah. Or what we, or what we perceive that we had. Right. So in our minds, we're thinking where you're in a better situation. You have what I don't have. You know, you got so much more than I ever had. Mm-hmm. So you should be this thing or you right. should be doing this. Right. So the question is, are you putting unfair or unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. on your child and not really realizing the reality of who your child really is? And realizing that we are all there's no child manual and there's no parent there's manual no, they try to write books on this but it doesn't it, it help. Does, because that might work for that atypical child but if you got a q typical child <laughs> <laughs> not even a b c d but a q, you got a q typical child that ain't even going to not not, not ain't even ain't, even, ain't going even going to work and i think that we need to understand that and i and i think that you know when you were talking about that, your mom, I know for sure, as crazy as my mom it was, and as crazy as she is still right now, that chick prayed for me. Yeah. I have got a oh, situation yeah. that I don't even know how, only by the hand of God. We don't even have enough time in our lifetime to explain no. Angela and Sanchez and who we were as young people. I'm still alive because of the yeah. prayers of my mother. Yes. And have Sylvia not been praying for me and and, and praying for my babies and, and just, you know, and praying for our daughter and just who, who she prays for you know that's her power you know one thing I know even in when she was in her dis-ease um she was a prayer warrior then yeah. even when she yeah. was I wasn't even speaking to her and didn't want to have anything to do with her she was still praying for me even when I was out of control in the street she would come find me oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying and even out of control and 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 all this is flooding back right this moment as I am speaking to you guys it is such a ah 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 moment for me not just an aha moment because as i'm saying it all this things that i thought that she was or that she didn't do was not really a reality yeah because that was 
there are so many situations that I look back upon right now Mm -hmm. and I know, and this is not hyperbole. This is not just for the podcast. This is honest to God's truth Mm -hmm. that there are situations that I should not have walked away from. Yeah. Mm, Me too. Yeah. 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 I should, I should not still be breathing Mm -hmm. and speaking into this microphone today because of that situation. And I know that it was strictly because of the prayers by my mother and, the not wanting to give up on me and the, and the praying and the seat and the, you yeah. know, praying earnestly and, and, yeah. and continuously for me and interceding for me. That is the only reason that I'm here today. Yeah. I believe that. I believe that had she not been praying for me. And here's the thing, parents, um, for you guys who are listeners, I don't care if you got a Q baby, you know what I'm saying? If you got a K J K L M N O P Q baby, he's not, Oh, uh, she's not a, a regular A or B kind of baby that you want to, Put them in a cookie, kind of like a cookie a cookie mold. cutter yeah. mode. Keep praying, keep praying. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing that God can do all that He is supposed to do. You know, the Word of God says that I knew this baby when he was in his mother's womb. This this child that you have, God knows when you was that baby was in the womb who he was going to be. Don't stop praying. I knew the plans that I had for you. Yes. You were still in your mother's womb. Don't don't stop don't stop praying. Keep praying. Even if you get an Angela Sanchez, Lord, woo! Anoint room. <laughs> I, I pray that you don't have a chairs and peaches. Yes, but if you do, anoint that head, anoint that room, let them slot, anoint them shoes, anoint the space that they're in, and believe with faith that God is going to do all things that are amazing in those children. But children, I got a favor for you, and I think me and Sanchez do this on a on a regular basis. Your parents are seasoned now. You're grown now. Don't forget them. Yeah. Don't forget that they need you. But what I don't want you to forget, pray for them now. This is your season now to pray for your parents like they prayed for you. Pray for their health. Pray for their mind. Pray for their spirit. Pray for their lives. Especially women, women like my mom, who my dad has passed, and so she doesn't want to do anything else. Right. You know, pray for those moms who don't who who've lost the love of their lives. You know, and don't want to date again. All, don't want to be with anybody. All the you fathers know, who've lost the love of love their, their lives. lives. Yes. Their wives have left, left. And, and family, even for the ones who, if you say, well, I, I know my parents didn't pray for me because my parents don't even believe in prayer. Pray for them. Pray anyway. for them anyway. This, that's, that's the perfect reason to pray for you to pray for them. Yes. Now. They um, need, they need your prayers. They need yeah. your prayers for their mind. They need your prayers for their physical body. They need your, their prayers for their spirit because they can't do what they used to do. And there's some, um, I see some people out there are strong, strong and doing those things, but there are some that are not in praying for them all because now this is our time to give our parents what they gave me or what they didn't give us. And I believe that is straight praying for them and letting them know that you care and that you love them and that you're there and your door is always open just like their doors was open for you. So family. Yeah, we think we're going to. Dang, Sanchez, this was heavy, bro. Yeah. You brought this to the table. But sometimes I you wasn't have even to. good as should have. I would have bought some tissue, bro. You, I wasn't prepared. I keep but, telling you to stop it. No, nah, but sometimes you have to. Oh to, my goodness! Sometimes you just have to sit back and yeah. just know who you are. Yeah. Not who you think you, you are, are, but who you actually are. And how would you have raised you? How would you have raised you? you? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, Sunday, um, Pastor Ferdinand said something so good. He was like that he can't put that because he's a pastor that he want his children to be pastors as well what he has to do and know for sure is that whatever they're going to be they're going to be great it doesn't have to be doing what he does right it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be what he think what he thinks they should, should do be and doing. i think a lot of the time yeah as parents we fall into that trap that because we feel as though and a lot of the times we do of course yeah that we know best and that our child's life has to run the way we think it needs to run without understanding that it's not our journey. Yeah. I think that was the hardest thing you and I had to come to grips yes. with when it comes to our kids. Because we had some dreams for them. Yeah. <laughs> Is that just because their road does not look the way we think it should look. Right. It doesn't mean that they're heading down the wrong road. Well, come on now. And it doesn't mean that their life is going to be a failure. It doesn't yeah. mean that they're not. Because you have to understand. It's one thing that I, I used to hear in my grandfather's church all the time. And I know it's an old kind of uh, cliche saying. 
But in order to have a testimony, mm-hmm. you have to have a test. Yes. And if you're the type of parent who never wants your child to fall, yeah. you never want your child to fail, you never want your child to make a mistake, mm-hmm. I love you, but I, I say this with love, you're setting your child up for failure. Yeah, don't, don't cut because, them at the knees. Because what's going to happen, if you don't allow your child to get hit, mm-hmm. they're not going to know how to react when it does because and and I'm 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 honest I'm talking about physical emotionally spiritually yeah. because what happens is, is that until you're hit you don't know how to defend yourself mm-hmm. you don't know how strong you are until you have adversity comes your way yeah and making mistakes is your adversity is your mm-hmm. learning lesson yeah because whether you want to admit it or not parents you're not always going to be there. You know, it's going to be right. You're not, you're not always going to be there. And they're going to be in a situation where they have to make a decision on the fly for themselves. Yeah. And the only way they're going to be equipped to do that is that they have to know right from wrong. They have to know good from bad. They yeah. have to know what a mistake looks like. So, and the only way you're going to be able to do that is by praying. Yes. Instill, instill your beliefs. Yeah, there's in a them. foundation. Absolutely. There's a foundation that has to be set. Yeah. Instill the godly foundation in them Instill right from wrong from them and give them a great moral compass. Yeah. But with that, allow them mm-hmm. to live their life. Because the Bible says their gifts and talents will make room for them and put them before great men. Yes. And so I believe that. I believe that what God will do with our children will be amazing, amazing, amazing for them, for their journey, for their life, not the one that we want to set up for them. I would love to, even with our grandbaby, got a new grandbaby, I would love to set up the life for him, but it's his journey. And I am blessed enough and we are blessed enough to ride this journey with him and be a part to see um, his journey. So that, that alone, I think to, you know, just continue to keep praying for your babies, keep continuing believing. And I think that what I know for sure, because our parents have prayed for us because, and they continue to pray for us. We are who we are today. Because if you really knew <laughs> the whole story about Angeline <laughs> Sanchez, you'd be like, somebody had to, to be, be praying, praying you know? Do so look back over, over my, my life. life. <laughs> and I think, yes, if I think things over my God family. Yes, guys, we love we you. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Thank you guys. Um, before we wrap up, Bay. um, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah. What's up? I think my final thought is to continue to pray, continue to believe, continue to understand that some of your, what you think is a reality is not as real as you think. And I think to understand that there are a lot of expectations that may not always get met um, as well. But I do want to say this one thing before we, before we go out, I was thinking of it. Um, you know how you work a job yeah, and your boss come tell you something to do and you don't completely understand why your boss wants you to do and tell you what they want you to do. Not understanding that there's another boss behind your boss giving instructions. Right. You see what I'm saying? And so, and that boss knows better than anything. And when you got praying parents, there's another boss behind them, giving them instructions. And sometimes we just have to follow those instructions and not understand why, but just go and do, you know, I love it. Um, My closing thought is going to be simply about just expectations. Yeah. Just simply sit down and look at your expectations. Look at your expectations for your parents. Mm -hmm. Look at your expectations for yourself. Mm -hmm. And look at your expectations if you have kids for your kids. And just ensure that you're not trying to live up to unrealistic expectations. Expectations. I got one more. I just want to, we could just be on this all day. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But what I realized too, um, something that I had to do, and me and Sanchez talked about this. I did this a couple of years ago, is I had to go find pictures of my mom before she was my mother. Right. And pictures of your parents before, because just remember, they were somebody else. They were themselves, not somebody else, but they were themselves before they was your mother yeah. or your father. And they had expectations for their lives outside of your wonderfulness. And they had expectations of things that they wanted to do as well. And I had to start looking at my mother from those lenses. Oh, yeah. That she's not just Sylvia, the mother, but she was Sylvia before she was my mom. Yeah. And, and I have to understand that, you know, stripping off the mother title from her and just looking at her as a woman and who she is and what she's done and being respectful of that, you know, family, if you are blessed to still have your 
parents um, among us and yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah. If you have never, take the time to have a conversation with them and find out who were they right. before the titles. Before they became wife, before they became husband, yeah. before they became mother, before they became father, before they became grandmother, grandfather. Find out who, have a conversation yeah. with them and find out who they were before the titles. I think you will get a lot of great revelation out of that. If yeah. you just simply have a conversation of, and it'll give you better understanding of, of why they made some of the decisions they made yeah. um, throughout your child rearing. Yeah. And just have that conversation and find out who they were before the titles. Absolutely. I love it. We love it. We're good. So, family, uh, we're going to end on that note. There's so much. We could just dig all yeah, day, but we we're could, not going to do we it. Could keep going on this. One. We're going to end on that wow. note. So, family, we as always, we want to just thank you guys thank you for guys. being a part of this journey. We love you. Seriously. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us. Thank you for finding us. However you're finding us, whether it's on iTunes, whether yeah. it's on Podbean, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's in Google Play, or whether you're actually going to our website at www.thecrenshawcorner.com. Yes. And once again, our website is www.thecrenshawcorner.com. And email us at thecrenshawcorner yeah. at gmail.com. Once again, thecrenshawcorner at gmail.com. Do your thug, baby. Do your thug. And family, <laughs> welcome to our journey. We love you guys. Bye.